Hi, you've reached the Mario Rosenstock podcast. Please leave a message. Yes, Mario, David Norris here. Do you know, I love Halloween. I really do. The smell of bonfires. The sort of feral, autumnal feel of it all. The roasting of marshmallows. I was the scourge, don't you know, of North Inner City Dublin all through the 70s. I played trick-or-treat up to the age of 43. I'd arrive at their door, trick-or-treat dressed as James Joyce, and I would be the scourge of the place as I read eight chapters. I'd have them there at 3 o'clock in the morning. It was so, so wonderful and funny. Oh, yes. Yeah, Mario, it's George Hook here. Myself and Kevin Myers, Myersy, and John Waters, and Ivan Yates, and Neil Francis are convening in the men's shed to celebrate Halloween with a few post-perandials. <laughs> you can't go anywhere these days. I used to have a penny toffee in my bum bag, which I used to go around and hawk at the doors in exchange for other treats. But now, of course, you can't do anything bobbing your head for apples. <laughs> God, you get cancelled for even mentioning it these days. Good luck. Yes, hello, Mario. This is Pascal Donahue. Um, very much enjoying your podcast. Thank you very much. And uh, wishing you and yours the very best for this year's Halloween. Um, Halloween, of course, brings back great memories for me growing up in Ballymun. Huge bonfires, uh, sculling cans of Stella Artois, uh, starting fights, headbutting fellas, uh, and, and basically beating the crap out of other lads who tried to steal your treats that you would collect at the doors. Uh, but always, of course, counting my treats very, very carefully, um, as I do now. And so I wish every child and adult who's out to make sure they count them when they come home. Thank you very much. Well, look, as you can hear, the Mario Rosenstock podcast hotline has been hopping all week. And you know what? It's really great to hear. Um, uh, such luminaries in Irish society ringing through to the voicemails um, and enjoying the podcast. Now, this week's podcast, Elaine Crowley. You might know her from um, Virgin Media TV, where she presented Elaine, which was then um, cancelled. We'll talk about that later. Now she's on um, Ireland AM. And I wanted to chat with Elaine because, first of all, I'm cognizant of the fact that media figures aren't always that interesting even though they present on TV and radio um, every day sometimes, uh, they can be quite guarded in what they're doing and what they're saying. But Elaine is different. She is candid, witty, uh, and has quite a sparkling personality. I get the impression that she's really interested in people. She's a bit of a people watcher, um, which is why her long-running TV show in Virgin Media um, that I refer to, Elaine, was such a success. And it was a real success. The Elaine show aired its final show recently, which naturally Elaine was very disappointed about. We chat about that, what it was all about, what it meant to her. But also we talk about loads of other stuff like this. I spent 10 days in Thailand in a detox and then I went to boot camp for a week. I came back and then I was approached to be on Operation Transformation and I thought I looked great, so I was a bit traumatised. It's like that Mel Gibson film, What Women Want. And I go, right... Please tell me how to deliver orgasms, will you? Listen, <laughs> you're not the only one who needs a bit of education on that one. <laughs> Do you know, if yeah. you ask a woman, how are you? I'm fine. 
you know we're not fine. Yeah. You should know we're not fine. Mm. If you ask a man, how are you? He says, I'm fine. Chances are he's fine. Yeah. And that's it. Don't delve any deeper. Don't look for any more hidden meanings because nine times out of ten, they're fine. You think that's funny? I have a friend who lives in the blue ball. Ah, brilliant. What's the blue ball? It's a place in Offaly. <laughs> Is it? I swear to God, but when I was in, over in the UK and I said, I have another friend who lives in Stillorgan, they nearly fell off okay. the chair. So as you can hear, and this is, you know, genuinely for me, uh, we had a lot of fun together. And the full chat with Elaine Crowley is coming up in just a few minutes time. So are you getting your house and sweet cupboard ready for the trick-or-treaters that will be knocking on your door on Halloween night? You're all ready? It's all very exciting, isn't it? The lovely Halloween costumes that the kids dress up in, the smiles on their little faces as they shout, trick or treat! Uh, The delight as you throw them handfuls of sweets and fill their bags with fun-sized Mars bars and nuts and all that sort of stuff. But what if this time it's different? What if this year you're in for a real surprise? This year of all years. Trick or treat! <laughs> Hi, lads. Aoife, you got to see this. All the kids are dressed up as the Nefet lads. Oh, they're so cute. <laughs> the Brilliant, Nefet lads. lads. Love the costumes, lads. <clears throat> these aren't costumes. What? I'm Professor Tony Holohan from Nefet. Uh, these are my colleagues. Yeah, and I'm Professor Luke O'Neill, not uh, actively in Nefet, of course, just advising on the data, you see. What? <laughs> Professor Philip Nolan, modelling expert. Professor Captain. Sam McConkey? Who's the fellow dressed as the... Uh, Dressed as the Squid Game guy. Uh, I'm George Lee from RTE, just keeping tabs on the numbers. Red light, green light. Sorry, Professor Holohan, this is... this. It's Halloween, what do you want? Halloween is cancelled. What? Children 5 to 12 years of age are responsible for the transmission of this pestilence this... and must be kept indoors. Sorry, lads, are you taking COVID the... Covid cert, please. What Covid cert? What Covid, COVID cert, cert now! Red light, green light, red light. Okay, 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 here it is. Good. Where's your mask? I'm Where wearing I'm... my mask. No, I said your Halloween mask. That's it's here. It... Where's your other mask? That's the mask what on top. What other mask? The mask on top of the Halloween mask on top of your mask. <laughs> it's... I'm confused. I thought Halloween was cancelled. We are Halloween. Trick, Trick or, or treat. Treat. Give him the jab. Okay, no, no. the data is supporting no. us. Take it easy no, here. Take please. it please. easy. Ah. Take it easy. Ah. Green light. Red light. Good. Let's ah. move on to number 65. Ah. Let's rock. Green light. Oh, God. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I think, you know, truth is stranger than fiction. You just never know what could go on in these days. But anyway, brand new and exclusive comedy here on the Mario Rosenstock podcast every week. And of course, it's all for free for you. Um, Your follows, subscribes, ratings and reviews are very, very valuable to us. So please keep them going. Um, Give us a rating. Um, I think our rating at the moment is 4.7 out of 5, which isn't too bad. A huge thanks to our friends also at Curry's PC World for their ongoing support over the last few months. Don't forget to pay them a visit and check out all the great personal tech products, TVs, speakers, kitchen appliances and so much more. I'm sure they'll be really busy coming up to Christmas. Thanks to Curry's PC World. So let's get to the main event. I've known Elaine Crowley for many years now and every time we meet up, it's just we seem to have great crack together. And it was the exact same situation when we met in the Mario Rosenstock podcast studio for this chat. She's witty, sparky, warm, very honest, very direct, uh, pulls no punches and um, good crack. That's why people loved her on Virgin Media One, a show which unfortunately came to an end recently. And that's where we kicked off the conversation. The reason I asked you on the podcast was actually because um, I saw your tweet when you, when when the show was ending. Ah, yes. Your lovely show. My lovely show, yeah. R.I.P. Which I actually um, 
confess it was a little bit of a what do you call it a guilty pleasure for me you're, you're not the only one to say that actually it fell on a certain time in the day as you know I, I would be working in the mornings a lot yeah and you might be at home in the afternoons and when some people I can't nap so when yeah. some people would be um, napping in my position I'd so you watch like my going, show to put you be, to sleep no I would be there no, no nap so I would be there I'm up and I'm awake what's on oh cool and you'd be on Aww. and so actually I picked you up for years Oh, isn't that lovely? Yeah. You were on it once, I think, but I was off that day. Uh, I, I was on it once and then I was asked to be on it about three other times. And because I was in ruthless salesperson mode. You were only going on things you were paid for and mm, flogging No, stuff. no, we're going on things which only suited me completely yeah. time-wise. Oh, I hear you. I can't be getting a taxi out there. I have to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, otherwise, but I would have loved to have been Man Friday at some stage. Oh, and in yeah. fact, I probably was Man Friday back in the day with somebody else, as you said. C- could have easily been because before the change name to Elaine, it was Midday for Ages. <laughs> But then when it was midday, it was was midday. But when it was midday, it was on at six o'clock. No, when it was midday. It It was the seven o'clock show at 4 a.m. with Alan Hughes. It started off at midday. Martin King here. I'm on at two o'clock in the morning on the seven o'clock show at midday (laughs) with Elaine. But that's the problem. Parapro tools. It went from 12 to (laughs) 11.45 to 11.50 to 11.55. Were they trying to fuck with your head or something? I don't know. It's just scheduling things. And then then they changed their name altogether. Yeah, and they changed the name of the show with it because... No, and then they changed the name of the station. Oh, God, yeah, I forgot about that. So welcome to Virgin on TV3 at 7 o'clock midday at 2 o'clock in the morning. With me, Alan Hughes. How are you? I think how confused I was. Yeah, I was exactly. a very confused person. But yeah, so through, they threw, it's an easy thing to label something. Throw the name on it and you can have it any time of the day. <laughs> Two o'clock, midnight, Maybe 5 Maybe that was their point, Yahoo! yeah. It doesn't matter what time it's repeated because it's always the right Because they did change the time a couple of times in the yeah. last few years. It went Jesus to 11 Christ. and back to 3 again. So maybe it was a wise thing. And then you have plus one on your, um, on your skybox. Oh, I know, I know. People are <laughs> sick of looking at me. And come here. Um, so listen, what I want to know was, because it was a guilty pleasure of mine. Mm-hmm. So what was that all about, Alfie? What um, was the show all about? What was it all about? Um, um, Tell do you know the way um, we're chatting here now? Mm. It's pretty much like that. There was no massively set structure to it. Well, at the start, it was quite heavy in... There was a lot of... There was a news insert into it. There was a news bulletin. And it was like political stuff and economic stories of the day. But then the recession hit us and it was all very depressing. So we had to lighten it up a little bit. So that's what we started talking about then. And then next we... Uh, decided to take it a little when I say we it's the royal we because um, I was producing it yeah. and presenting it at that stage just had to make things a little bit lighter and a bit more fun because God remember it was so gloomy no one had any money everyone's houses were being repossessed you didn't want to be listening to uh, like economic doom and gloom every day so we kind of lightened it a little bit then and it, there was no mad structure because I suppose because I was presenting it as well as producing it a couple of girls who were assistant producers on it as well. It was a very small, tight team, so there wasn't anyone briefing anyone. It wasn't a big mammoth. There was three people doing an hour's TV a day. The panellists had come in at the very start. They were briefs and all that sort of written out. But then once I got to know people, it was just shoot the breeze and it could go anyway, any which way. Mm. And that's the way it was. It was very unstructured. But then when the pandemic hit, that's when things got a bit tough because you can't really have a panel show without a panel. Yeah, and I, I was, remember watching lots of times during the pandemic. I was talking was to the wall. And talking to the wall and all that. But, but, but no, really what I'm referring to is, I suppose, Elaine, that um, you got the feeling that, I mean, I presume you've been told this a lot, but I got the feeling that I was a man, you know, going to that sacred place. And you know that sacred place is. To, <gasps> Yeah, what is that that's sacred place? A, that's supposed to be a vision of like lovely, like white no. and lovely feminine this beauty. The sacred place is what women are thinking. See, I don't know what women are thinking. And if anyone who says they... But I used to tune in and go, so this is what they think. 
Really? Yeah. Did you get some sort of like inspiration from it? It's like that Mel Gibson film, What Women Want. <laughs> and I go, right, please tell me how to deliver orgasms, will you? Listen, <laughs> you're not the only one who needs because, a bit of education on that one. <laughs> <laughs> tell me what I need to do to do it properly. This is my, this was my, why I used to watch it every day and why I used to have a nap. But you know, interestingly enough, it was the Friday show that I found most enlightening for myself because why? maybe men watching what women want and I was talking to the guys on Friday going, what do men want? Are you really those simple creatures that he appeared to be? And the answer is yes. Yes, and I can vouch for that. Fed before and watered, you, warm and happy. Before you and is nothing it. more than a horse. <laughs> I am clip cloppity clop Mario. But fair, if, but what I... But what Give me what I what want, Elaine, and I'll go to sleep happy. What you see is what you get. And that's, that's it. What it is. Yeah, but that's yeah, I suppose it. we are a now, bit so more used to, So this, for listeners, you used to do this thing called Man Friday. Yeah. Where it used to be basically like a... a, a Fellas in. Yeah, it's four women and one man, except with all the good sides of it and none of the dirty sides. Well, an awful lot of um, men tuned into Man Friday. And, yeah. and from what I heard, anecdotally and through the analytics, was a lot of... Um, uh, men used to watch it because their wives would tape it for them and then they'd be made watch it. Well, this is exactly why, because the women are taping it for the men going, now look, watch this to find out what women want. But so many fellas got in so much trouble. Poor Ray Shah got et by his lovely partner one day because he was on about the dishwasher. And he was like, yeah, well, I make, I make Danny rinse the plates before I put them into the dishwasher. <laughs> and we eviscerated him. She came back going, I thought that was normal. It's not ate the head off him and it was fun but you know what it was great fun and light hearted chat got to talk about the serious things as well but in a very light hearted way it was great crack can you like can you remember what you learned is what is what you learned about men on Man Friday that we are all simpletons no you're not simpletons at mm. all you're just very very no, I wouldn't say simpletons that's that's very that's the, no, misan- that's not simple I, I'm not misandrist I've been accused of being that several times that's hating not. people isn't it hating men right. hating men sorry um, but just very what you see is what you get do you know if yeah. you ask a woman how are you I'm fine you know we're not fine. Yeah. You should know we're not fine. Mm. If you ask a man, how are you? He says, I'm fine. Chances are, he's fine. Yeah. And that's it. Don't delve any deeper. Don't look for any more hidden meanings because nine times out of ten, they're fine. Yeah. And that's both. That's it. true. And you see the same, you see the same um, in boys and girls' schools as well, Elaine. Do even you? When, well, even when they're growing up. And yeah. uh, it's that whole idea when, you know, when, when girls are young, uh, you see it happening early, you know, like the, the bitchiness that goes on in school. And then you you don't see it with the boys. Yeah. Um, do you know what? I would like to disagree with you, but I mm. kind of can't because I have 20 odd nieces and nephews now. And I can see what the girls go through as opposed to what the boys go through all through primary school, all through secondary school. And it is quite toxic. And I thought it would get better by now. Mm. But it kind it really isn't. Mm. I mean, I would hate. God knows I found being a teenager tough enough. Um and, and growing up, even 20s, my yeah. life has been tough enough, to yeah. be honest. But I don't know how anyone does it now. Yeah. My heart breaks for yeah, anybody gotcha. at that age. It's disgusting yeah. what they have to go through. And just to finish on the Man Friday thing, um, can you remember anything? I mean, can you remember any man that you have? A, can you remember any man that left a, a kind of a, a resounding mem- a, a sort of... Like a, an impression... An impression on a you. A deep Good impression words. on me. Not, yeah, an impression on you. Like a, as, in, as in, I didn't expect that from him or... Or he surprised me, or that was very sad, or that was very, uh, that was hilarious, or can you remember any man making a particular Man Friday uh, impression on you? For um, those who are listening now, her eyes have completely glazed over. None of these men meant anything to her. No, uh, but it would be in a different way. Mm. Um, I, I'd, uh, a panellist, Owen Murphy, he's a former journalist. And I know he, he opened up about the effects of a miscarriage on him as a father and a husband, and that really moved me. 
Yeah. And I didn't expect I didn't expect that the conversation to get so raw. Mm. And it did. And, and and a couple of times things like that did surprise me because for all my taking the, the piss out of it, like it was uh, it's so cliche to don't boot me out the door, a kind of a safe space, as it were, because. Mm. Do you know the way say men don't open up and men don't talk enough? Mm. And even if you're sitting at the pub with somebody, it's all you're facing um, straight ahead and it's like you're kind of, you're not facing each other and talking. But I think a lot of the lads actually said, you know what, we can talk about this maybe because it was, I was there and I was Mm. making, make, not making them talk to each other, but make, making it easier for them to talk to. But yeah, mm. that's the word. That's a big, mm. long word that I wasn't able to catch. But yeah, I, I think so. And that, that surprised me. But like, there were some gas men all together. We not, Nigel Havers wasn't on Man Friday. He was on during the week, but I love him, even though he's like a million years old. Mm. He was very charismatic and charming. Do you yeah. know one of these people that hit you? It's like you meet them and boom, yeah. the charm gets you in the head. Yes. That was pretty cool. Yes, yes. Um, and he is ancient, but he looks young. He is ancient, but mm. he looks young. But you know, when he, he's one of these people, he looks the same way that he looked like in the charmer many, many moons yeah. ago. It's floppy haired. Floppy haired. Bright Hugh Granty, yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, there's, but there's been loads. Like I've interviewed thousands of people over mm, the years. Mm. But you see the, what I was saying about the men, though, you mm. said like, for example, that, you know, that they, the cliche is that they find it hard to talk about stuff. But has that not changed now totally in the last 10, 15 years? I mean, like, no, I, well, it really? hasn't changed totally. It's changed a little bit. It's made a, it's it's a little bit easier now. But I would say that it is. There's still a massive stigma out there. There's still yeah. a massive judging out there. If you like, big, real men don't cry. That or big boys don't cry. That sort of thing. Still huge, and I see it now. We just came out of. Is it just hardwired in us? Um, I I don't think it's hardwired in. Will be hardwired in the next generation mm. because I think there's a, a there's a cohort of uh, teenagers and young men now who have been who are grown up to be more open. Mm. But at that, there is still a percentage of people who judge men, particularly, mm. I would say, if they show any sign of weakness and having any sort of emotional distress is seen as a sign of weakness. Yeah, interesting. Because um, like about ooh, uh, five, seven weeks ago, I had Brezzy on the podcast. And to be honest with you now, Brezzy was somebody I was... Um, well, not Brezzy per se, but Brezzy, Brezzy stuff was something I was a bit uh, sceptical mm. about. And we, I'll explain what I mean by sceptical, right? So it's like I'm a comedian and mm. I'm a satirist and I take the piss. And I mean, you know, when is it going to... It's obviously going to come up in rooms. Fucking mental health. Here yeah, we go yeah. Again. Oh, the mental health bandwagon. Oh, here we go again. Brezzy, right. And I, Patrick said, you know, will we talk to Brezzy? And I was like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, the here mental health bandwagon. Here we go again. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I decided we would. And this was like uh, a while ago. And uh, no question in my mind, but he made sense to me. Hmm. Uh, and it really did. And it really did. Not, not, not that I didn't know about mental health or how important it is, but his commitment to it yeah. and his, uh, if you like, evangel- almost slightly evangelistic thing yeah. of, of, of helping men, especially, yeah. uh, open up about this stuff and just, just speaking. I th- thought it was absolutely fantastic. And you can do it in such a way that's not, um, that doesn't emasculate you. I think it, once yeah. we associate um, having any sort of emotions or mental health issues, and, that's, and, and I hate the way because it's intrinsically sexist in our entire society, that's, it's a girly thing. You're weak, you're female, all these labels that are thrown at women um, and that's associated if, if a man displays any of these, it's always it's always derogatory. Oh, yeah. It's always disparaging. But you can be uh, like Alan Quinlan did a documentary in Virgin. That's right. Patrick. Strong, strapping rugby player, six foot something, a pure yes. muscle, very masculine. And he has his struggles. He talks about it all along. And that's what we kind of need to see more of. It's not like I know I get what you mean about mental health. I get exhausted from it. Yeah. And I've had I've to- talked about it a good bit, but like I get exhausted from it all the time. And um, the same people popping <clears throat> up over and over again. It's almost like they're professional 
professionals in the game. But the problem is there's so few people who will talk out because the stigma still, still exists. Um, and I find that myself, it does it does still exist for men and women and every dog and duck. I mean, you'd, I'd like to think it was better by now. It, it's not. Yeah. There's that shirt. Sure, like I was afraid when I started talking about it, I'd be there like the mad one off the telly. There's the mad yeah, fat yeah, yeah. one off the telly or whatever, <laughs> which which I've been called. But you know, it's it's sounds um, like it sounds like a John Spillane song. I don't know. She's the mad fat one off the telly. Sounds lovely. Oh, Carrigaline, she went, she rolled down the hill ah. in Bishop's okay, town. You can stop. now. I'm not from the city either. Roly poly, she's the mad fat one. Enough. of Carrigaline. Enough. A new two pot house is where I'm the mad fat one of. But yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. New, new two pot house. Oh, I love those names. I do too. Isn't it fabulous? You come from a place called New, new two, two pot, pot house. Tignoa on Gawford. Hey, I'm an American tourist. Can you show me the directions to somewhere interesting in Cork? You think that's funny? I have a friend who lives in the Blue Ball. Ah, brilliant. What's the blue ball? It's a place in Offaly. <laughs> is it? I swear to God, but when I was in, over in the UK and I said, I have another friend who lives in Stillorgan, they nearly fell off okay. the chair. Well, you've heard the others as well. As oh, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, we've Muff and all those other ones. Yeah, Muff is famous, obviously. Bastard's Town is the one I yep. love. I love Fanny's Town. I haven't heard of Fanny's Town. Have you now. not? Have you been there? Is it nice? Um, I, I, listen, I've told you I'm gender fluid. I'll go anyway. <laughs> but I've been to Effin as well. My parents met in Effin. <laughs> I'm not joking yeah, at a dance ball. in Evan. Blue ball, brilliant. I know, there you go. Evan's in but, Cork. But I remember hearing that one, New Two Pot House. That's fantastic. That is I am a native of New Two Pot House. Sorry, I'm drinking a coffee okay. here. But no, back to your thing about, about, about men and everything. I think you're right, right? So listen, I'm, I'm like 51, right? Yeah. And you're a prime, prime in denial category age, no, I think. No, you're wrong. Are you, mo- are you enlightened and wonderful? I'm moving into the place where, you see, I'm, I'm, moving, I'm moving into a place where... Like I got a, I got an email this week because people can email me personally here on the podcast, mariorosenstock at gmail.com. And you answer personally on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, and I read Fantastic. them all. Fantastic. And so they can contact me personally. And I got an email from a lady called Martina and she was really struck actually by the Brezzi interview a few weeks back because I was talking openly about, um, I think I might need a therapist. Okay. Have you never had one? No, but I wasn't speaking about it in terms as if I was cracking or as if I was psychologically damaged yeah. or something. I just think that when you get into your midlife, yeah. That you become more reflective and you begin to think about things, uh, things like your father and things like your mother and things like even their parents and things about what's affected you since you've grown up and how you became the person you are and just become a little more analytical about yourself, which I think is not a first world problem. It's an essential thing that we need to look into our own hearts and look into our own souls. And so I've been thinking about getting a therapist and I'm still thinking about following through on it. And one of the things I've noticed is you talked about men and becoming uh, talking and all this. One of the one of the two of the things I've noticed is it's it's an it's a truism, but I think it's worth saying anyway. Saying sorry is a sign of strength. Understanding how to apologize is a sign of strength. And saying you're, you're hurting is a sign of strength and saying you're vulnerable is a sign of strength. So those things, those two things are easy to say, but hard to live. Um, and I think I'm trying to get to come to terms with those kind of things as well. Yeah, but when you said that you're at the age where you're reflective now and you're thinking of getting a therapist, but perhaps if life was different over the last 30 years for you, even longer, if the, the, the culture and if the society in which we grew up was different and it was angled in a different way, you wouldn't feel the need to um, look into all this stuff now because you wouldn't have to. Do you know what I mean? Um, no. Well, I'm trying to explain my very best here. But for, like I just know from a lot of my, like I'm 44 myself, I've, uh, we're all in, in, in and around the same age. But I think um, I have, let's, at the moment I've got 
my nephews, there's some of their early 20s, there's some of their late teens, their mid teens, there's kids, there's my nephews in primary school and they're very in touch with their emotions, how they ask for, what strength, what weaknesses, just what you alluded to uh, uh, earlier on. They're growing up with that and they're being taught that all along. So they don't have these big existential questions when they hit a certain age. Because I think like you, like me, I'm a bit like that now. I mean, I'm at the point where I don't have children. I am looking at my, my dad has passed away. My mother's quite ill. So I'm very much, what is it all about now? Mm. Like, what's the point of life? Are we actually living in purgatory? Is that what this is? So I guess what you're coming from that, that point of view. But I think if for men particularly, and I'm no expert and I'm going to throw it out there, but I've talked to a lot of you over the years, but I do mm. think that the future is looking a hell of a lot brighter that there won't be these, I mean, if we look at the, the, the suicide rates in Ireland and if we look at the, the, the levels of breakdown, alcoholism, addiction, and it's uh, predominantly with men still, um, that, I think, will be changing the, mm. um, as the years go on because as a society we're changing and children have been educated differently and they're ex- we're, accept- we're not accepting yeah. what we used to accept Even before. what I've seen on the surface, like, even what I've seen in the surface of young men, and mm. I, mean, I mean like 20-year-old men, yeah. I've been really really impressed it's amazing over, over the last the difference is amazing five or six years mm. and what I've noticed is tell me if I'm wrong but what I've noticed about men who are 20 and that age let's say quite a long way younger than me yeah. 30 years younger than me god that's depressing isn't it though oh isn't it god so what, it feels all old what, what I've noticed about men like that is and you, they are men they're not boys obviously is how physically more tactile they are with um, with each other in a non in a, in a really supportive way. Because do you know why that is? You don't get the, ah, you're gay slur. Because yeah. gay is not a slur anymore exactly. and they've been educated out of it and that's the difference. Exactly. They're not afraid to. There's much more of a culture yeah. of support uh, support and, and kind of tenderness, yeah. maybe. And maybe if, tenderness is a nice word. I think so. And the whole toxic masculinity is waning to a certain degree. Still a huge problem with it, I would admit. Still a massive issue to go, but I think we're getting there. It will take decades, but It's we'll funny because we're getting there, you say, but then it's... It's getting worse as well in one respect with the old the social media old, yeah, and all that sort of stuff. Media, which is, but I think it's getting worse for girls. Yeah, I is. think it's getting a hell of a lot worse for girls. And I'm not discounting that the fact that um, a lot of men have eating disorders and orthorexia and they're looking at these pumped up bodies in the gym. And of course they have issues. But I would, ha- I think, well, I mean, if you look at the spike in eating disorders amongst kids, there's children in primary school and hospital with anorexia. I mean, that is shocking and frightening and I think we have a collective and I'm going I'm, I really feel passionately about this at the moment because it's really upsetting me what we're doing and what we're putting on our, our social media ourselves as adults as me like I don't put filters on my, my Instagrammy stuff I don't want me to look any different if I'm looking different yes I have had Botox on my face I've had it I'm going to admit to it there it is I don't, I don't have any wrinkles on my forehead because it's, it's not, a, it's not a, a filter it is because I got stuff injected in there end of story I'm not going to pretend I didn't because I've been big fat liar but I'm sorry the one bugbear I have do a new song she's the big fat, fat liar of Caragoline I'm not Caragoline I'm new to but house I told you that already but the one <laughs> thing that does annoy me and it really pisses me off to a huge degree and sorry for using choice words but and we have them all over Ireland these gorgeous looking girls and I don't they're beautiful they're models they're TV presenters they're doing whatever they do we both know who they are and they're standing around pretending they're flogging creams on Instagram and this beautiful cream will make you look like this yes I know you've had a brow lift you'd have Botox you've had fillers you've had a boob job you've had your skin laser resurfaced don't bloody lie about it you you are actually causing huge amount of damage a huge amount of damage it's the Kardashianization of of Ireland and 
And at least the Kardashians admit to having work done. You clowns over on this side of the water who pretend that nothing's happening. And that really, really is that the culture me. still? Is, 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 that, is, oh, that, yeah. is that pervasive in oh, our yeah, Instagram or what oh, our, our influencer you, you culture? Ask, uh, they're uh, pretending. They're pretending. They're oh, pretending. Yeah, pretending. Yeah. Like, but as in America. But maybe by it, omission. But they might be pretending yes, but they're still but you're not saying, saying in America it. they've even but America they've progressed a bit further to actually go I'm not even pretending anymore own it if you're doing something to yourself own it there's nothing to be ashamed of yeah. if you're not happy with the size of your arse and you want to make it smaller by a bum lift or whatever shape which apparently they, they like it bigger now I don't know make it bigger smaller whatever the hell do you want to do with your own buttocks I don't care but don't lie about it yeah. then what is the point but you said you said for example you don't listen to podcasts yeah. right or that the only podcast you ever listened to <laughs> my, was my dad wrote a porno because it's very funny and it's it's very funny, yeah. Okay, but if you listened to, because I have another guilty pleasure. Podcasts? Yeah. No, another guilty pleasure in podcasts. Is it a Kardashian podcast? No, it's a bit, it's a bit, it's it's my therapist ghosted me, right? Vogue oh, that's and Joanne. actually, if I was and they're going always to listen going to on another fixing podcast. Their hole, right, and fixing their arse. Yeah. And they're always going on about getting their arse done. And and no problem about it at all. And I actually do, you know, comedy about it. I pretend I'm But I'm sure if Joanne. you asked any of those two girls, they'd admit to any, anything that they've had. That's what I'm saying. Lie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, but so they're, they're not positive. lying. No, they're, they're not. They're owning it. Yeah, they're owning it. But if you look at now, their podcast has just been nominated for a comedy award in it the has. UK. Joanne's uh, nominated for a best newcomer and twenty nights in Vicar Street. And they're and she's two nights all out in the Palladium in London. Yeah. people like honesty. Yeah, they like people being real. They don't want some eejit pretending to be something they're not, and it really, really annoys me. Oh yeah, so that just because you want to earn twenty grand yeah. selling some sort of cream on Instagram, don't sell your soul along with it. Yeah, sure, fair enough. Uh, no, that, 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 that's that's self-explanatory, Lane. But here's it gets me to the next point, though, and this is mm-hmm. we. This is why you're talking to me today on the podcast. Okay, and it's tell because, me. Well, it's because I like the way you talk. Thank you. I like your frankness. I like your candor. Thank you. And so, like for example, telling me about your Botox and everything. I love all that. So, 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 did you just get Botox in, 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 into your forehead? I got it actually. Yeah, the forehead yeah. area. Now, I can I be honest about yeah. that Botox, right? So I think it looks great, right? Yeah. But I could tell, even I now can tell that you have Botox. Because I told you? No. You before, when no, I walked in. because I know what to look for. Excellent. I know what to look for now. Yeah, well, I'm 44. If I don't cares? have wrinkles in my yeah. forehead, chances I, are. Yeah. Unless I'm some genetic freak, which I'm not. But, well, do I, so do you have any other work done? No. No. Yeah. No. Oh, I tell a lie. I got some filler there. In your, below your eyes? Yeah. Does it plump you up slightly? I don't really know what it does. It's not, it's like, it, it plump. It's, it's not what the idea is. Yeah. It gives, gives you a bit more body in your, or it's not body, fuck, what am I saying? Plumpness. I had a hole there and it filled it up. Shh, yeah. But not a huge With a hole. Like, a hole. What kind of hole? I don't know what it is. <laughs> I was feeling very old one day and I just feck it, yeah. which happens us all. But like, I. And do you go to that? Uh, no, it's so, my first time doing it. Right, right. And do you, yeah. go to, do you get it done in Cork or do you get it done at home? No, Dublin. Dublin. A, l- a lovely, la- a lovely lady called Patricia Malloy in Dermaclean Blackrock. And do you know why I like her? Going back to the whole, I went to her when I was thirty, and I had a, a midlife crisis at thirty. I'm so old. I've got wrinkles. Fix me. I want Botox. I want injections. I want fillers. Please do everything. She, I was lying down on her bed, and she looked at me and she said, "Elaine, do you know what you can do now? You can get up out of that bed and come back to me in ten years." <laughs> I exactly. refuse to inject anything. Yes. So you don't need anything done, and I'm not going to take your yes. money. Get out the door, yes. and that's what I respect about. Can I like ask that. you a secret? Yes. It's not about yourself. It's because you've obviously you've talked to a lot of men. Do men get it done as well? Do you think? Does stuff? Do you oh know? yeah. Do they? Oh yeah. Because I haven't done anything done now. Let's face it. Um, haven't you? Ah, oh, come on. Do you not have a bit of filler? I do not think. No, do you not? Do you not get an old... old I had a boob job. <laughs> That's what men are getting done mostly, yeah, actually. Moves. They're getting the moves removed. Yeah. 
Um, genuine. phone number for me, will you? Yeah, you have mo- one. they're getting the moves done. They're getting a lot of fat freezing around the love handle area. At the Fuck back. that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and they're getting a bit of Botox and fillers in their lips. Right. Which I think is weird. Mm. You have a fine pair of lips. I do now, have a fine pair of lips, So you yeah, don't need yeah, any yeah. filler in it. It's the, way I can, it's the only way I can do Miriam O'Callaghan. <laughs> oh, you're going to hell. What? <laughs> but I have lips and eyes like her. You actually have eyes very similar to Very her. big Are eyes. Are you long lost sister and brother? Genuinely. You could be. I am. Genuinely. Mario, I really love you. <laughs> You're so talented. <laughs> That's funny. I love Miriam. She's an absolute She dope. used to kill me. Uh, I, she used to, she used to, she'd kill you with kindness. Oh, she's I remember I was nice doing woman. her on the television. And I presume you've seen me do Miriam O'Callaghan. No. You haven't? No. You've I'm never like, seen me. Are you going to do it for me now? Sorry, you've never seen me dressed as Miriam O'Callaghan? No. Are you serious? No. Have you not? No. Well, I feel bad now. Okay, hang on. <laughs> I'm Mac. I'm sure you're excellent at being Miriam. You've never seen me do that. I've seen you do Roy Keane. I think is it Roy Keane? I can't. I'm a very busy person. I don't have time to be trolling the telly and things like that. <laughs> I remember when you were in Glen Rowe and you were an awful alcoholic mean doctor. That was, there was a picture anyway. Oh, Jesus, Mary and St. Joseph. That's just very disturbing. Now look at those eyes. <laughs> <laughs> look at those lips. No, poor Miriam. You could have at least waxed your chest. <laughs> no, I deliberately don't. It's to actually, it's to, it's to bring out a little bit of maleness in her. Really? Well, it's a, it's a kind of a joke because the idea is she's a woman in a man's world. Yeah. And fuck me, she has hairs on her chest. Uh, you know, Leo Varadkar, can I ask you, please, you know, genuinely answer the question, please. So, you know. Oh, sorry, oh. Miriam, man. I'd love to. Oh, Jesus, you're scaring me now with those hairy chests. <laughs> I'm going to break out my hairy chest. It'll take a lot more than that to scare Leo. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> where, where, where were we? we? I don't know. We, we were looking at you um, dressed as Miriam because I'd never seen you doing it before and you demanded I Oh yeah, yeah, my, my, my full lips. So, oh, your your oh, your full lips. You, you book your lips have, like this. You do agree I have full lips. You do right? have full yeah, lips, yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. Now and I can't big, stop looking and, at them. And big eyes that and look like Miriam's. Big eyes that look. Okay, so I win. I prove my argument. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I was asking, I think that was, uh, did men do anything? That was at the start. Oh, Ben, I presume they, they do. I, I, a lot of manscaping is going on these days. Oh, might have heard that's of. disgusting. Um, and bits and pieces around. So there when manscaping pe- is, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry for our pack. listeners now. <laughs> for our listeners, I'm not being deliberately oblique. Uh, I'm, what man- rating is this podcast, by the way? R. Oh, crikey. Sorry uh, about that. I don't know what R means. But, ma- but, but manscaping presumably means shaving your balls. It's not shaving. It's waxing. Waxing. So you get the wax, the hot wax, wax, and you put it on, and then you rip it all out from the root. <laughs> the root. The root, yeah. Good, yeah. There yeah, you go. Yeah. So that, but it can be your back. If you have a hairy yeah. back, a hairy nope. chest, a lot a of wax. Uh, men do that quite a lot. Yeah. The, the, the overall grooming. Overall grooming, right? I'll, I'll, I'll let you in on a personal secret that I've never told anybody in public. God, I'm a bit scared now. What? No, no, it's only small. Yes. Well, I'm, well of course, that's the wrong word to use. Um, You've painted your toenails, haven't you? N- uh, no. Okay. Two things. One thing. I recently shaved my chest in the shower. Why? Because are I was you sick. having a midlife crisis? Exactly. I told you I need a you therapist. You are. You do need a therapist. I shaved my chest in the shower. You're going to end up cycling now, aren't you? No. You're end up cycling. You're going to be a vegan. I am not one of those so-called mammals. So angry, angry middle-aged cycling man. No. My God, who's I'm a not. vegan and tells everybody about it. I'm not. I'm Please not. Please don't. I'm not going to be one. Of I don't those. want to hate you. No. Although. 
getting into cycling, one of the first things you need to do, first of all, is shave your body. <laughs> to make <laughs> it more aerodynamic. aerodynamic. Yeah, like you shaving your body here one kilometer, to Lance I can walk strong. one kilometre an hour faster when my hair, my chest shaved. <laughs> what were you, a yeti? She's the wild yeti of Passage West. New two-pot house and I'm not, well, I've actually, I've had a fair bit of laser hair removed anyway, myself. I was a bit yeti-ish. Anyway, back I digress. To the thing, back to the thing was yes. that I was saying to the listeners and to you was mm. I love your candour. And so Botox was one of the things you said there. And the other thing is you said about the Kardashians, yeah. which I found interesting. Yes. And uh, the Kardashians are interesting because in a world where, like, in a world where, you know, you were going on about anorexia there and the, the, yeah. the, the trauma and the plight, if you like, and the plague of anorexia that um, is a- among young girls. Yeah. You know, the Kardashians are, in a way, although they've been vilified a lot by our society, the Kardashians, in a way, have a little bit of positivity to offer in one way, in the sense that Kim, for example, has well, let's say, let's call it, she's 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 a fulsome figure, and yeah. maybe has championed the idea that maybe a girl can be mm, voluptuous and it can be acceptable. Does am I making any sense there? Yes, or? yes, you are. But I think if you look at Jennifer Lopez, you look at Lick, yeah. Nicki Minaj, yeah. you look at that. Yes, you can have junk in your trunk and it could be fine. So yeah. that's the thing now. So, but the problem there is you you can't have a waist normally if your arse is that big for. <laughs> forgive my French but you've, your waist will be correspondingly big and the rest of you so to achieve that big bottom look yes I'm sure certain it's down to genetics but it's plumped up like it's it's the stuff injected into it so in one way yes voluptuousness is good so people aren't that whole heroin chic look is gone and it's yeah. not hope to god it never comes back so yeah in one way just, there just is sorry good. for bursting your yeah. bubble there a second ago yeah. did you say they have stuff injected into their arse yeah to make it bigger yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay, this is co- the bubble butt. The bubble butt, that mm. sort of thing. Well, mm. I'm, I'm, and you can get implants into your arse. Mm. Um, this is what Vogue and thing I, Joanne were talking about. Yeah, but so I saw actually one of those um, things on TLC. This one had an implant in her arse. And if you can imagine, it's kind of, it's like, um, it's a lump, a lump flat on one side and then a bump, an implant that goes in. But it turned around. So she, it's like she had two side plates in her ass. So things can go wrong, people. Things can go wrong. Um, See, she had an inverted ass. Yeah, it just went around. She had like a weird looking bottom. <laughs> an inside out ass. An inside out ass. Who wants that in their life? But no, I get what you're saying about the Kardashians. Because in one way, yes, they've been vilified, but they don't deny getting work done. And yeah. they don't, and they exercise quite a lot. You can see them and they do that sort of thing. They're, they're not pretending to yeah. be anything that they're not, which is kind of good. Yeah. Whereas the, 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 the other types that don't yeah, annoy yeah. me. Yeah, yeah no, I get it. Okay. This podcast is proudly supported by our friends in Curry's PC World. Back to the chat. And the other thing um, you were very good a member about as well um, was just, I mean, I know not, not, to, not to dwell on the mental health thing. Yeah. But this, you were very open about talking about your own struggles about, about mental health and everything. And was it dysphoria you talked about? Oh, yeah. But that's just, it was born melancholy. But, you know, I'm, I'm good now. So, okay. you know, this, dysphoria is a bit weak. Yeah, sorry. I have nothing more exciting. I'm in a, I'm in a good enough place wanted, at the moment. I wanted an outpouring on no, the podcast. Sorry. I could feel goss.ie coming on to me going, did she open up? I was there like, she opens up about her mental health trauma. And then she goes, no, that's nothing. I just feel a bit uh, shitty sometimes. Yeah, yeah. That's not it. That's not good enough. Sorry. Do you want me to wail and cry around the place? Well, I wanted you to give me something, for God's Sad sake. Sackcloth and You're ashes. You're me stuff about fat arses and everything. That's great. Yeah, but I'm, Manscaping. I'm, 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 fairly good. I'm in fairly good form at the moment. So you know, the, only, the only headline I've got so far is uh, Elaine Crowley never didn't know he did Miriam O'Callaghan. 
which was hang on a second you really more than that written down my, give it to me there you big liar completely. see he won't, he won't let me look at his bit totally of paper crushed my yeah. Ego. oh yeah the other one is so um, the mad fat woman of Carrigaline I'm not Carrigaline I'm needy what else um I'm talking about somebody else. Oh. Uh, Operation Transformation. Oh, Jesus. So you did it. I did. Remember that, yeah. I remember God, that. yeah. God, and yeah. you put on two stone before that. Yeah. Did you do that to make yourself look good, did you? No, I didn't. I actually, I, when I was approached to go on it and I'd just come back from three weeks of a holistic holiday because I, before lockdown, I used to do that every so often. I go off and... I don't know. What's a holistic holiday when it's at home? Well, I spent 10 days in Thailand in a detox and then I went to boot camp for a week. So I was before Operation Transformation. But th- I came back and then I was approached to be on Operation Transformation and I thought I looked great. So I was a bit traumatized. I'm so hang on, you. Elaine. So I comfort it my way so up. So hold to on. Oh, I get so, so this is the wor- this is I was going to say this is every 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 person. I won't say celebrity. Yeah. Every person who's well known in yeah. the public's biggest nightmare. Brr, brr. Do you want to go to fact? Hello? Oh, Mario, this is uh, Damien here. I'm from Operation Transformation. What? Yeah, we were wondering, uh, wondering what? Uh, we were, what were you fucking wondering? <laughs> we were wondering, um, would, would you consider coming on the show as a guest? No, as a Presenter? As a, no. As a, as a presenter? As producer? They get oh. rid of Catherine Thomas. As a, as a contestant. Are you fucking serious? I wasn't a bit bothered by that. Yeah, well, we were on to Elaine Crowley a minute ago and she fucking hung up on us. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, I, so, I, I thought it would I jo- be a lot no, different. I, I joke, right? No. But, but surely receiving a call from Operation Transformation, you kind of go, sorry, are you saying I'm fat? Yeah, but I was. I am fat. I'm a fat person. But you're not. I am. Technically speaking, I'm still, I think I haven't weighed myself in a couple of years now, but I'm not thin. And I never will be thin. Aha, aha, there's the rub. What? You said you're not thin. I'm not thin. No, but then you said you were fat. But I am fat. But you're not. You're just not thin. See, what you have to say is, own the words. I have no problem with the word fat. Yeah, but you're not fat. Um, but I don't know. What, like, I'm a bit confused now. What do you mean by I'm fat, a fat? Person. I'm Obese a person. Obese, like my BMI probably still isn't where it should yeah, be. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. I know. Whose BMI? BM, Brian O'Driscoll's BMI. Brian yeah. O'Driscoll's BMI was morbidly yeah. obese. Yeah, but at that time, um, I was up and down like a yo-yo. Yeah. And no, I've for, seen you for, heavier. For, for, yeah, for various I've, I, different but reasons. But I've seen you heavier. Yeah. I've, seen, I've seen you when you, when you might go, you're heavy. Yeah. Right? But you're, you're, you're not, you're what, in layman's terms, you're normal. Yeah, exactly. Normal. I'm, I'm, gra- I'm like, I'm, I'm normal now. What, what, what was the first question? Oh yeah, Operation Transformation. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of normalish so back then did you well. get pissed off that you got asked to do No. Oper- okay. No, I didn't. I so thought when was, they rang you. Initially you, you I thought it might be a good back, thing. So when they rang you, you'd come back from a holistic holiday <laughs> detox boot camp. <laughs> my the first call you get is, yeah, we saw you walking down the street again. It's Damien here. Would you like to do Operation Transformation? And I'm not going to lie in, and me was like, God, it's going to be hard to lose many more weight and because mm. I'd lost a good bit anyway. And then I don't know what my brain so was threw in the tail. hard, hard wired into it. And I don't know what, I, like subsequently, I know I do have a yeah. few, I have a thyroid issue and stuff uh, that I, yeah. I don't know. I didn't know I had yeah. uh, back then at the time either. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I wasn't too, um, wasn't too upset about it. I thought it might be a bit of crack. I mean, the lads that were doing it as well, Carl Spain, I'm still great friends, but Jared Keane is a howl. I mean, uh, Catherine Lynch, I still hang around with. I mean, it was great yeah. fun oh, to do. you bonded do. with people on the thing. We did. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. bonded in her. But I, d- the, I didn't like, and I've spoken about this before, I didn't like they wanted everyone their swimming togs in the swimming pool and I didn't want to go. I wanted um, a kind of a fat acceptance or an acceptance that some people are overweight and it can be a struggle. It can be mm. a psychological and a mental struggle as well. And don't just, I didn't, 
I, I refused to go in my swimming togs and jump up and down in the swimming pool because I thought that was quite exploitative. Yeah, and it's, it was a little bit voyeuristic. Yeah, and the, the crop tops weighing yeah, in. Yeah. I wouldn't do that I think either. that's a bit daft. It, not, yeah. I didn't like it. it I wrote it, down it, two words here, actually. So I'm not interrupting you yeah. as such, but I wrote down two words just to, just, to, just to carry on with what we're talking about and we jump in again. I wrote down two words here, fat and fit. Yeah. And that's one of the things that people don't, I think... Um, uh, stress enough in modern society. Very much so. The fact that you can be a little bit fat and highly fit and highly completely, healthy. Completely, completely. In fact, it is man's, and man, I use the man uh, as the, the generic uh, label, it is man's uh, predilection to be slightly fat mm-hmm. and fit. Because um, when the winter comes and there's no food, yes, you need to slim down. Yes, and, and being too thin is, is more... Um, dangerous. Is, is more dangerous. Also, there's the idea of, of, of visceral fat. The mm. whole idea that you can meet a person down the street and they go, Jesus, he's as thin my as viscer- a My visceral fat was never high, you see. <laughs> Gen- Gen- genuinely, yeah, I, it, I had it analysed in those machines. It's all machines. on the outside. It was all on the outside. It's around my organs yeah. and everything. It was never exactly. a problem. So, so you, see, quite a, you see a fella down walking yeah. down the road, he's as, he's as thin as a Latin. You go, he must be really healthy. No. And his, and his liver is surrounded by fat and he's on the way out. Ashley Graham, actually, she's a plus size model. She's hugely, mm. um, she's hugely famous at the moment. Close time. Um, um, she talks about this a lot. She's very, very fit. She's probably size 18 in our, mm. in our terms now. And there is that misconception that just because you're carrying extra weight that you are not fit. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But th- there's a certain point in your life where that might become a problem mm. when you're not, not able to move as much, maybe mm. when you're hit your 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah. Yes, yeah. being uh, obese can be problematic. Yeah. But if you're younger and you can move, it's not that much of a problem. Not if you can, Not if it's like a stone or two. I mean, no. they're going to get murdered by the health freaks out there. Yeah, I think no. also aesthetically, it's, uh, I think also aesthetically being... Um, being a little heavier is sometimes uh, mis- is sometimes underestimated as well. And what I mean by that is, if you notice people with a little bit of, as you call them, you said you had you had stuff injected into your yeah. face, right? That is actually to plump you out a little bit. Well, it wasn't even around there; it was just around yeah, there. Yeah, around your cheek, top of your cheek. No, there. Well, that's your cheek. There is not my that's cheek. That's your cheek, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, it's beside there? your nose and under, under your, your eye. eye. Okay, yeah. fine. Um, so I'm saying, when people lose a lot of weight, you look old, they become gawky and yeah. wizened. Ah, but that's not fair either because I think that's thrown around. If you do lose weight and you've worked hard to lose weight mm. and people kind of say, oh, you look gaunt. Don't say that either. That's <laughs> you just can't win. mean. You can't <laughs> win. It's just, just, no, just don't, you know, just, just don't remark on people's weight at all altogether. Exactly. That would be the best way to Exactly, be. exactly. Um, um, but just to finish that, 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 that note there. So you got, you got, you looked well and you felt, sorry, you felt you had, you're on a holistic uh, treatment uh, and you had a 10 day holiday, you had a detox. Uh, boot camp. <laughs> you came like you got asked to be on operation transformation. You then comfort eight. Comfort eight. Okay, now just as a matter of comfort eating, because I love talking about comfort eating. Yeah. What, what did you like? What do you like to comfort eat? Well, I, it's something I really don't eat much anymore. I was a devil for pizza. Mm. Lots of pizza Toppings. all the time. Ham and pineapple, don't judge me. Yeah. No, I, I am a Hawaiian pizza absolutely, aficionado. Yeah, absolutely. But it's only now, rarely now as a treat. Yeah. But I think... Um, yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I did love my pizza. Pizza would be the one. Pizza. So not a, not a dirty Chinese no, no, no. It was just basically pizza. Pizza, pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza with cookies. Not really. Just pizza. Cookies, just p- pizza, pizza and garlic dip. Garlic bread? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But more the pizza, not really. It was just pizza. Pizza. And if it didn't have garlic dip, I didn't want the pizza. I'm quite particular. Yeah, yeah. But so yes. then you put on two stone quite quick and then you did Operation Transformation. And, then and I lost it lost quite it, quick. Lost it quite quick. But I can do that. My metabolism yeah, yo, yo, is such yo, a way yeah, I go yeah, up yeah, and yeah. down like that. So it's not the, the... But that's why I have to be careful now because I have to to keep the weight I am now which I'm not sure what it is I go by my clothes exactly, I have yeah. to keep under a certain amount of calories and I have to you kind of watch that do you yeah I have like mm. I, I, w- I would mm. have to be more well. careful because I'm, I'm, I'm because of the my my various yeah. hormone things I'm just no. predisposed I do as well I'd yeah. be a great what did Maureen Lavery she's worked for the Irish Farmers Journal she said I'd be a great heifer 
You know the ones you fatten in the winter, in the summer, and they slim away in winter. I'm a, I'd be a great one of them. Yeah. And yeah. I found that was a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. If I was if, in the olden days, if I was a peasant maiden in the countryside, I'd be a great stout wife. I'd be great altogether. Do all the work in the farm. That's fantastic. I'm really enjoying this. Then. I'm having a good crack. Ah, really enjoying this. Is there anything else? Is there anything you'd like to talk to me about, or you just what? Not particularly. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. As I said, I'm reached that age in my life where I'm a bit more reflective. Why is that? I told you. I know, but now really, why is it? Because you're just, you're saying, but, but, but you're thinking about life and father and well, that sort of I'm, thing. You feel I'm the father mortality. of a 14-year-old boy and I'm married 20 years and I'm the father of a 14-year-old boy and an 8-year-old girl and I'm beginning to see their little faces grow up and their bodies grow up and I'm beginning to see the passage of life, um, the passage of life take its, take its course and I'm beginning to reflect on the fact that I haven't spoken to my father in a long time. And, um, you know, that's something that's that's yeah. hard. That's hard. That's sometimes it's I think about quite a lot, although I can't it, I find it difficult to resolve. Yeah. And um, I think about it a lot, but it's just part of the passing of time, you know, and seven stages of men. Yeah, exactly. So I think I'm in kind of the beginning of the third act, I think they, they'd call it. Great fun, isn't uh, it? I think it's fantastic. At least you don't start mewing back to the infant stage again, because that's all ahead of us all. And that's the Probably thing. My this, most, circular. This, this is my most fun time so far. Yeah, this is my most fun. My second most fun time was probably in my 30s. My yeah. least favorite was my least favorite. One hundred percent was my 20s. I would say my 30s were my least favourite because I was working too much and I wasn't particularly, I was doing all that stuff. <laughs> that made me a heifer. <laughs> I hated my 20s because uh, a lot of insecurity and uh, no money yeah. and loads of testosterone and loads of spunk and no cash. And nowhere to put any of it. Exactly. I know. This is, you're going around, you're a, basically you're a busted flush. You're going, I'm this, I'm that, I'm fuck all basically. All I am is in my head. I want to be this. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be huge. I'm going to be huge. I'm going to be so amazing. I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be one of the best comedians Ireland's ever had. But you are. But 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 but, but do you think I'm going to be this, right? Yeah. And then you're there. You're not that. You're telling people that. You're pissed. You've no money. You're falling out of taxis. All right. You're puking on yourself. You're doing projectile vomit onto walls. And uh, people are going, are you the same guy that says you're going to be brilliant or something? Because you're useless. Yeah. You're but do you know what I think it is? That age is defined. I know I've been taking the mic about, oh, my God, I feel so old. But it's just defined a lot differently now because um, you, you're and you're 51. You said I'm, I'm 44. But imagine when we were younger, if we said 44 and 51, you would think that people looked different at our age back then. They wore different clothes. They, they were did, kind of yeah. put out to pasture a, a oh, lot. Yeah. And that's changed now. Oh, no question. No it's question. changed now because it, oh. whatever about the retirement they've been ramped up. People oh. are doing differently. And it's, it's I think the relief, it, it's, it's a nice age to be because we've been around long, around long enough to know what matters and what doesn't. Yeah. We've tried all the ambitions and all that sort of stuff. We know where it gets us and where it doesn't get mm. us. And, and it's not like the meaning of life and what is it and all that sort of stuff. But you have a fairly better grasp of what's important. And there's a great um, and yet you relief still have the physical in that. vigor too. Of course, the physical vigor. My back isn't hitting, hurting me at all at all. My <laughs> knees aren't cracking. Do you know? I do miss being able to get out of a chair without moaning, though. So that uh, yeah, involuntary. Yeah. Well, Ugh. the noises increase as you get older, God, and, it's and the syllables isn't increase. It? it used to be just eh. now it's <laughs> and then, I'm, I'm only in two syllables and then in at six, the moment. And then in six years' time, it'll be the gadgo king. Oh, I feel so sorry for you. You end up speaking, to you getting out no, of you end up speaking Korean, getting out of bed. You basically do a Korean audio novel. The Squid Game going on all over the place. That sounds more like Nazi Germany than Korean. 
<laughs> oh, God. Ah, yeah. Brilliant. Old age ain't what it used to be. Booty. No, but you're right. Because um, people now, I play against a tennis player. I won't mention his name. But um, You play tennis? I play, I play really good tennis. Any problems with the old elbows? No. No. Good man. That's a myth. That's a myth. <laughs> tennis elbow is a myth. Tennis elbow usually affects people doing... Um, it's repetitive strain injury, isn't it's it? It's housework, yes. usually. Really? Tennis players. So you don't, don't do any housework, clearly. <laughs> no. And tennis, there you go. And, and tennis players don't get tennis elbow. There you go now. And I play against loads of players. And I play against one player, and he's about 74. Mm-hmm. No joke. He beats you. He, we share. We share games. Really? He is fucking awesome. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. I won't be playing tennis. I mean, the way he before. moves, you, sh- you need to see the way he moves. What sort of a life does he have? Have you investigated? Really moderate. See, there you go. But not monk-like. That's really moderate. Moderation is the secret. He enjoys of a life. pint. He enjoys a glass of wine. He enjoys housework. He gets up onto roofs, roofs, and clean, and and fixes roofs. But was he falling out of taxi in his, in his twenties? No, he probably wasn't. not. He was there playing serious hardcore sport. But there he's moderate. He moderation. Yeah. And I'm just. It just echoes what you've been saying about people. That the whole world has changed. It changed quite suddenly as well. Yeah. And do you remember this thing of life begins at 40? And basically that was saying you're over. 40. But when the ads get targeted. Nowadays. You know. But nowadays, everybody who's 40 is living at home with their parents and they're on Instagram influencers. <laughs> and they're having, you know, so, so like 40. Because they can't afford to buy a house. That's why. Yeah, but they <laughs> also really look 10. Avocado. They also look 10. So nobody would sell them a house because they would think that they're selling it to a child. Yeah, they're selling it to a fetus. Like, for God's sake, it's ridiculous. The 40-year-old fetus. <laughs> I know. There's a new, that's a new idea for a movie. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it is. It's, it's a, this whole ageing business is turned on its head. But you'll always have the few people. Yeah. That, do you remember so like you look fantastic now. Thank you right? for that. That'll be the Botox. <laughs> not really, no. No, 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 it's not the Botox. It's I was about to say Botox. something very profound look, now you look, you're after. You look I'm great now for 44, right? Thank you very much. So, uh, and you've got lovely lips for 51. It is, yeah. But uh, the, 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 like, I, I don't even know. This guy who's 73, right? 74. One of the interesting things about him is when you meet him, you don't know what age he is. You haven't an idea. It's really awesome. So, for example, one of the definitions of youthfulness is your your skeletal integrity, the muscularity of the muscularity your of bones. your body, the muscles no? in your bones, muscles. Okay. Yeah. So, in other words, getting old, for yeah. example, is actually. Do you know the idea, of little old lady? Yeah. Do you know what a little old lady is? You shrink because yeah. your 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 bones go. No, no, not her bones. It's the her muscle, muscle mass. All the muscle falls off. But your your bones degrade, is that? Yeah, they 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 do, but they don't have to. If you can hold them up with muscles. You'll, you'll stay upright and strong. Right, you. Right. So with this guy, when you see him, mm-hmm. right, you go. I, you love this guy a lot. I'm, I'm, I you're going to have to send me a picture of, I love of him playing tennis. I love him. But when you see this guy, you mm-hmm. go. The, one of the last things you think of is what age he is. You just go, here's a man in front of me. And he seems vigorous and he seems uh, healthy and able for everything. It should be that way with mm. everybody, though. Exactly. But, he, but do you not think it is? It, it's getting I, there. I don't really consider people's age at all anymore. Uh, you, you would if, if if it's an issue. Really? Well, if they're not getting out of a chair, you go. Well, do you know what I mean? If I meet somebody, I wouldn't go, oh God, I wonder what age they are. You know, I wouldn't. I'd I meet do you it all the time. Do yeah. you? Yeah, I, I Google w- people's ages all the time. Do so, you? Yeah. Oh my God, like I don't. If, like if I'm there, like um, turn on the TV, right? Like, like, hello everybody, it's Cliff Richard here. I'd just like to remind you that I've got a new album out. I'll be there. Age, Cliff Richard, age. 81. Jesus, he looks great. I don't mean that way. I mean, if you bump into someone and you're meeting them, it's like, 
like you, I wouldn't try to. I oh, I try to categorize them into what a I different. Do is when I meet age. people, right, I go, "How are you?" Right, and then I go, "Will you excuse me a second? And I'm I just go, going to <laughs> carbon date you out the back there with my science experimental kit. Can you just give me a bit of your fingernail there for a second? I just wanted to run it over to Professor Luke O'Neill. Um, over in Neffet <laughs> he just wants to ah oh, yeah yeah the, well the, 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 the data is telling us that Elaine is 43 and a half years of age God um, but that's the, actually the heady days of 43 she's and been, a half she's been alive since um, the, the Tyrannosaurus Rex of course which is a yeah. long time ago God. anyway it's great you're, great all together you're fantastic you're well, fantastic. thank you you're not so bad yourself there's been a few people um, listening on the phone if you don't mind to our yeah. conversation is that okay okay and they just, now like, you tell me yo I know you but they'd, they'd, they'd be listening on the phone and they just wanted to uh, to say hello to you. So um, Vincent Brown is on the phone. Would you like to say hello to him? Oh, how's Vinny? Just, just say hi, hi, Vincent. Hi, Vincent. <clears throat> hello. It's been a very, he scared me. It's been a very, very nice interview uh, listening to you, Elaine, talking about <clears throat> talking about. Uh, uh, did you? Did you? Did you? Did you? Did you ever uh, have an opportunity to present tonight with Vincent Brown with me, or did you? Did we ever work together? <clears throat> I declined. You declined to work with me. I wanted to ask you that. Why did you decline to work with me, do you mind that? Your eyebrows scared me. No, no, just answer the question, please. Why did you decline to answer or work with me? Was it something I did? Did I do something? Was there something in a corridor? Was there something... (laughs) (laughs) Something in a corridor? Where the hell did that come from? I don't know. You tell me. Was there something... Was there something... Was there a hand-washing basin or something? What? What? What did I do to you? What did I do to you? You know very well, Vincent. You all know right, very all well. Right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. That's it for tonight's show. We'll join. Oh, sorry, I'm still thinking. I'm presenting on Virgin TV3, whatever. Four o'clock in the morning. Plus one. See you. Five. five. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Michael O'Leary's on the line. Would you like to say hello to him? Oh, do I have to? <laughs> well, say hello to him. Hi, Michael. Good afternoon. Listen, I'd just like to ask you personally, why... Although I made several entreaties, was I never allowed on, or never asked on, to Elaine as Man Friday? Why did you never ask me on? I did. You did not? You said no. I did not say no. You did. I wanted a chance to show my emasculated fucking soft side, but you never let me. I did. I wanted to hug it out with that, who is her, Caroline Grace Cassidy or one of those tools. You never Uh, allowed me. She's going to kill you. (laughs) I wanted to hug it out with them. I wanted to show what a soft little puppy eucalyptus koala bear I am. Do you know koalas have a lot of chlamydia? Chlamydia? Chlamydia. Oh. There you go. Sorry about that. So you're sure you want to be a koala? Uh, well, I didn't catch anything off anybody. Good luck. <laughs> well, fair play to you. Uh, who else is on the line? Um, oh, Roy Keane's on the line. Oh, yay. Roy Keane's on the line. Oh, don't uh, give us Say hello Roy. to Roy. Hi, Roy. Be nice. How's it going? Hello. How's it going? How's it going, boy? All right. Okay. How's yourself? Not too bad. Oh, okay. Okay. I heard you talking about your mental health anxieties there a second ago. Yeah. They were pathetic. I know. I need to cop on. Dysphoria? Dysphoria? What the fuck is dysphoria? Oh, I'm not feeling well. Oh, I'm a bit, I'm a bit pissed off. You call that mental health problems? Do phone Roy. Huh? Do a phone Roy thing. Phone Roy. Phone, phone, phone. <laughs> that oh, one. Oh, the, the, the cuddly Roy. The cuddly Roy. Oh, oh yeah. The cuddly oh, Roy. The influencer on Instagram Roy. <laughs> <laughs> With the dogs. Oh, oh, oh. Let me just unpack. Uh, I'm just unpacking a nice little koala bear at the moment. I got from uh, Boots. Uh, 
Have I wrecked your complete script here now? They have no range of koala bears at the end of the day. With free STI testing and it comes free. Oh, credit to chlamydia. I'm not joking. It's true. That's why they're... Sorry, Roy's gone. <laughs> That's great. There you go. Jeepers. Uh, it's about, that's about it, uh, Elaine. I, I've, really enjoyed, I've really enjoyed talking to you. That's just and a bit of crack. It is a bit of crack. I really enjoyed talking to you. And my sincere thanks to Elaine Crowley for that um, really, really, really fun chat. And um, I know she doesn't listen to that many podcasts, actually. So, um, but I think she had fun doing this one. And Elaine, if you're listening, thanks for taking part. Um, always great fun. Hope you enjoyed it, everybody. You can contact me personally, of course. Mario Rosenstock at gmail.com. Thanks, of course, to Curry's PC World for their ongoing support. Many thanks, Curry's. And um, back next week, same time, same place for this podcast. Take it easy. <laughs>